Welcome to the Blackcast. A very festive Merry Christmas to each and every one of you. The most important Christmas gift you can do for yourself is to like the Blackcast on Facebook, follow at Blackcast on Twitter, and of course, make sure to visit Blackcast.com. There's a lot of episodes on BlackCast.com that are better than this one, uh, including uh, BlackCast 200. How do you know that? Believe me, I this know. This is the beginning of I've this I've seen episode. the future. Uh, how can you top BlackCast 200? This is 200? a Christmas episode. Blackcast those are two- always the best. BlackCast 201 with Dennis Miller. BlackCast 203 with Orson Bean. So you're going to be better than one of those? Yes. All right. We'll see. That's At why the- you have me. I thought that's why you had me on the show, because I make every episode better than the last one. No, the reason you're on the show is because of that envelope of photos I have that you will not allow me to publish. I'm getting more okay with those pictures. <laughs> you know, I think we're <laughs> all getting more okay it's with time those goes pictures. On, and by the way, okay with those pictures, the one and only Agent Starling at Will Sterling underscore of the Motivation Report hey. at Motivate Report. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Christmas episodes. Dude, I got a big one. Both <laughs> both of your Christmas episodes are up. That's right. And uh, someone in this room may have helped you a little bit That's on right. the uh, behind-the-scenes creative yes, it uh, was aspect Jeff. of it. Yeah, Jeff did a great Jeff job. Jeff wrote yeah. a lot of jokes. Yeah, he, he mostly did. Uh, and also, by the way, <laughs> the first Christmas miracle of the year was indeed Mr. Jeff DeRay, at Jeff DeRay, Captain EO himself, walking into these studios with not just chicken, but also waffles. So thank you for, uh, I think I ate about half of it. You know, yeah, I, I think you did definitively eat half of it. Yeah, I, but now the two pieces of chicken that I ate were smaller this than is the other true. ones, and I did only eat one quarter of the waffle. So okay. I don't know that All it's right. quite I guess half. Not quite half. Let's say I ate a third. I ate a quarter of a waffle. How was it? And a bite of chicken. It was delicious. Yeah, you know, but that reminds me of before Jeff's time mm-hmm. when oh, we yes. went to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. Mm-hmm. Was it your birthday? I think it was your birthday, or maybe, maybe it was Bujenski's birthday. You'll enjoy this, Bujenski's Jeff. Bujenski's birthday is two days before mine. Yeah, so, so it was, we were celebrating one of those birthdays. You'll enjoy this, Jeff. And uh, Bujenski was uh, incredibly, unbelievably, painfully late. He missed the first two hours of the show, basically. And we gave him such a hard time. We told him that Dennis was pissed, and he was like all freaked out and everything. And then we were like... No, actually, uh, we we stopped after an hour because of a technical problem, I think. I think these were the same day. But we made him uh, – well, he actually took us to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. I believe he, he paid, so that's oh, why I think paid. it's your birthday. Yeah. But the reason I'm telling this story, because who was there? The one and only Stevie Wonder. Yes. Was at wow. Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. The yeah. one on Gower. You know, he couldn't the, see us, okay. but we could see him. Yeah, I think yeah. we made that joke at that time, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> Pretty sure we did. You'd know who I was if you could see me, Stevie, but it's okay. Just listen to the sound of my voice. It's okay, brah. Yeah. Any case, it's the Christmas season. Doesn't it feel like it? Because here in California, it's been like 60 degrees. It's been cold. It's been the coldest that's ever. Well, Will, you're actually from California, so for you, you're like, yeah, this is what I expect Christmas to feel like. Ramona gets surprisingly cold. I've heard she does. Hey. Hey It's a cold mistress, Ramona. Cold, cold Ramona. But Stupid Ramona this flowers. feels. <laughs> hey, you take you shut your mouth. She's the only true love Scott Pilgrim ever had. That's right. Except that he leaves with knives. I remember we we read the comic book version of that beforehand, and 
I'm sorry, I'm going to call it my wife, Heather, who thought her name was Nives. Mm. <laughs> she just wasn't reading it as Knives Nives. because her name would be Knives. Yeah. I do shit like that all the time. I, like, I play this stupid little Star Wars game on my phone, and yeah. I still mispronounce all their names. Just like, no, no, it's, it's this well, way. I'm going to insert pretty, some letters. They make them pretty not easy to pronounce. Yeah. Also, when you were reading all those X-Men, when they fought... You know the really big guy who's the half brother of Professor Xavier. You're like, oh yes, the Juggy Knot. Mm-hmm. You thought he was, his name was Juggy Knot. Juggy Knot. Because you thought he had a huge rack. <laughs> Jugs Knot. Jugs Knot. Make Jugs Knot war. Anyway, we're off to a great start here because this is the most Christmassy conversation we've had. In I a told long you it was time better than the last episode. You haven't heard that. Actually, he did listen to the Dennis Miller episode, yes, but you did not hear the Orson not episode. Yet. No. Um, we had to do a little creative editing on that episode because what were the odds that Orson and I would make an offhanded joke comment about Alan Thicke on the day where, unfortunately, he actually passed away? Oh, bummer. It wasn't mean, right. but it, it also wasn't the kind of thing you say the day somebody dies. Right. So I had to fix it. And it was just, it was like really bad ADR, like in a movie, you know, when they covered their mouth. And it's like, you know, I've been following you for a long time almost three months. And now we're here in this spot. You know? So it was just like, I, I, I tweaked it and I was like, well, I could bother one of the professionals that I know in this room or people at AfterBuzz. I'm like, or I'll just put it out there and only Jason Blair will notice. So far, he's the only one to say anything. Great. In any case, people tuning into this episode of The Blackcast are probably expecting something different than this. Not too different than this. But you might be excited to hear our review of Star Wars, or no, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story is the actual title. But that will not be this episode, because this is all about Christmas eventually. We haven't been about Christmas just yet. So you'd say this is not the Rogue One? This is not the Rogue One. No, this is the Rogue Zero. Oh, this is not the Rogue One. But the the next one will be (laughs) the Rogue One. (laughs) Ah, yes, yes. Uh, actually, the fact of the matter is that we had none of us have seen it, so we can't talk about it. No, I'm just kidding. We're going to just do it for the next episode. <laughs> I think people would, would find that hard to believe that that none of us saw it. But I think we should do that sometime. Like the one that everybody wants us to give a review of, we should all just not see it. But, oh, sorry, but I don't know what you're talking also about. Also, not see it ever. So yeah. we'd have to pick the right oh, yeah. one. Like you definitively. Know? Jurassic never World see it Two. Again. Are you in, Will, to not see that? Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, I'm yeah. sorry, guys. I'm out. That's <laughs> probably going to be the blockbuster of the century. That's going to be the greatest movie of your life. Sure it will be. In this one, they actually high-five the dinos. (laughs) 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 Slap hands! You would cry if that happened. (laughs) So, I Uh, got a little feedback on Facebook from some of Hashtag Blackcast Nation, and I asked the question, which I'll post to you guys once I read through some of these. I'll weave them in and out. I asked... What were some of the best Christmas presents that people ever received, worst Christmas presents ever received or given? I didn't get any of the, oh, I gave a really shitty present. I was kind of hoping for one of those. Mm -hmm. If I think pretty hard, I I can come up with something (laughs) that I gave to someone that was shitty. (laughs) All right, that's enough. I'm going to dig shitty. Yeah, if you, oh. if you knew what I gave them, oh. the shitty would be about right. Was it a was it a grocery bag full of old jazz CDs? <laughs> That's actually the worst <laughs> gift ever. Someone who doesn't like jazz giving jazz to someone else who doesn't like jazz. Open jazz CDs, not with the receipt, just in a bag from Tower Records. That's the greatest bad gift ever. 
Sometime off mic, I'll tell people that story. Oh, I love it. it was Jack Kirby. He get, yeah. I don't know, My voice started to sound like Stanley. <laughs> but Jason Blair, I posed this question. The aforementioned Jason Blair, who said, Isn't the best Christmas gift of all the arrival of God incarnate, Emmanuel, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? And the worst gift, a GoBot instead of Starscream. That seems about right. A GoBot instead of any Transformer, I think, would be The GoBots were eventually absorbed by the Transformers, so it's okay. Were they really? Yeah, like, I believe so. they became part of Transformers' yes. universe? Yeah. Canon? Either in the comic books, I think it was like a much later edition, but the GoBots were like, oh, this sucks, nobody likes it. So they were like... We'll, yeah, no one we'll, liked we'll the GoBots. Yeah. yeah. It was sort of like the fake Ghostbusters. Even Wait, though they had been there, first. Did they have fake Well, yeah, there was a Ghostbusters series that was an animated series that they actually had to license the name Ghostbusters for the movie. Oh. And then it came back on the air after the Ghostbusters movie. And they were like, we're the original Ghostbusters, but the, like, our friends from the movie were the real Ghostbusters. Right, and nobody right. wanted the OG. Um, everybody wanted Peter Venkman that sounded like Garfield. That's what <laughs> yeah. everyone wanted. <laughs> Our friend uh, Lynn Bollinger wrote in, and she said she had this contest once with, uh, with I guess, some of the juniors when she was a teacher. The winner was a, a kid who really wanted a waterbed. This was in the late 80s. Wow. His parents bought him waterbed sheets, but not the bed. What the fuck? What are waterbed sheets? How are they different? They're, like, they're different size. Rubber sheets? Like the fitted <laughs> yeah. sheets? Yeah. I, this From, all sounds like an elaborate way the, to excuse your own bedwetting issues. Well, I think, you know, waterbed sheets are probably something that Dexter had on supply, you know, in the, in the deep hall closet. But also... Lynn told us the best gift she ever received was from Ray, Ray Bradbury, author Whoa. Ray Bradbury. Wow. He sent an MGM studio preview of The Man in the Incredible Ice Cream Suit. I don't quite understand what that Classic is. Classic film. Is it? So, oh, I yeah. have no idea what that is. Do you know what it's almost He's as good as? predates the Santa ice cream bunny. I was just yes. going to say, almost as good as Santa Claus versus the ice cream bunny. And uh, so that sounds great. I just don't understand what it was. No idea. Um, here's a sad one from our friend Mark. <clears throat> the greatest Christmas gift ever. That's sad? Hunt, Mark, Hunt, Rafe Gutman. This is a bad one, uh, so it's sad. I was working at a major pharmaceutical company. You know, that one. We had a secret Santa exchange with a $20 limit. I found out a pharmacist had drawn me. They made five times what I do, so I expected to get something decent. Instead, this pharmacist gave me a bootleg copy of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire that he burned on his computer. He wrote the title in black marker on the desk, on the disc, and wrapped it up. That's terrible because that costs that yeah. costs like probably thirty cents. Was it out on DVD at the time? Could he have just good question? A copy I'm gonna just it? assume it wasn't. So it makes it what moderately better if you're you able like, to. Oh, do I have not really. Early that's access. just saying. That's like I'm so cheap. I stole this from the internet. Yeah, here you go, <laughs> and then gave it to you. Are uh, you guys considering any best, worst Christmas gifts of all time as as we discuss this? Oh, yeah. I, I got a couple in my did head. Did you get shanked in bad boy school? I did not get okay. shanked. That was not on Christmas. That was on uh, yeah. Three Kings That was Day. right before Christmas. Oh, okay. Three Kings. Uh, it was on Epiphany. It was. <laughs> uh, I remember one Christmas that was, uh, like we always had a big family gift, right? And that got opened at like the very end of Christmas because Christmas was like this big elaborate thing with me and my sisters. Like my dad had to go downstairs and set up the camera because they recorded all of the present openings for 
no noble reason other than that, like, we can now go back and watch ex- extremely boring and excruciating no, videos. If you wow, think of those, there's those videos that have become viral now from the 80s, kids right. opening, like, Nintendos and things. Yeah. So, obviously... Your parents were forerunners of that. My dad except was you weren't excited looking by any to get present. into the America's Funniest Video <laughs> yeah. Market, but 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 boys' fights just didn't take off <laughs> when I had no other boys to fight. Um, Sad, really. There is a classic uh, from a Christmas thing where my I'm walking around with soap on a rope, and my one <laughs> oldest sister opens her present. It's like a doll. She's like, "Oh, it's perfect, just for me." And then my other sister opens her present, and she's the middle one. And my oldest sister once again goes like. Well, we share, don't we? And just like, oh. so it's like these are all mine. That's amazing. But she didn't want the soap on a rope. No, nope, nope. I got mm. to keep that. That's uh, a good gift. That that's a pretty great gift. You hope not lose your soap. So that stands out as a bad one. Is there? Those, the, I mean, that that's just classic stuff. The bad one was we waited all Christmas, finally open it. We were all excited, thought it was going to be like we had a trampoline, so we thought it was like a trampoline accessory or this or that. Finally, open it. It's a fucking boot warmer. Boot and glove warmer because (laughs) my dad was a ski patrolman and we skied all the time. And so it's like, for an adult, that's an extremely practical and useful gift. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be, like, warm and nice in my clothes. Whereas as a child, the the warmth and dryness of my clothes was never my responsibility. So I'm like, this is a bullshit gift. This is horrible. It's true. I'd rather have frostbite and a bunch of fucking video games. (laughs) They're all dry always. I don't worry about this. Like, where's my toys? That is a pretty terrible gift. It's not, you know, disastrous, but that has to be very disappointing. And I can think of gifts that I was disappointed by, but with my birthday being in February, usually there was the carryover of, okay, the stuff that I didn't get, how about I get this or that for my birthday? And, you know, my poor wife has to deal with that, that after Christmas, there's just the brief detour that is known as January and then there's my month-long birthday celebration which you've both been around for some yeah. of those mm-hmm. and she is exhausted by it and I'm sure my my poor parents were very exhausted by it but I didn't know I was just like yeah well what am I getting I'm getting a Millennium Falcon right because I didn't get it for Christmas and I did and I hold a grudge because my little sister who's seven years younger colored on my Millennium Falcon with crayons punctured some of the cheap cardboard oh god but i still have it okay so it's good you still have it of course i still have where it. is I, it it's right here, it's here it's, your it lives on inside all of us yeah it's in my house i have all my star wars stuff that's amazing I, all in I know a little somewhere. kid that i'm gonna give it to soon Just, not that soon you know apparently like, older than seven no he's like, i'm not really into star wars stuff i don't know he has a lot of star wars no. stuff I know. <laughs> it would be pretty amazing if Felix just grows up to like resent all nerd things. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Heather, like the consummate- fuck you, Dad. I'm going to play football Heather, all the time. Dad, I fucking hate this shit. Heather and I have had that conversation that, you know, one of it is we talked on a, a black cast recently that he loves the 60s Spider Man theme song. Oh. So I feel like we're on a good track, but at the same time, he could decide he hates all of it. You know, True. And he's like, get all the Spider-Man stuff, get all the Star Wars stuff out of here. Shit in my I, face. I just wanna I just wanna read biographies. Yeah. What my- would be the worst thing that he could get into? Like what would be the most of not if he was just like hated Marvel Game of and thought Thrones. the X-Men were he like super love gay. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. <laughs> and at such a young age. To the rape it would be really <laughs> difficult for me to tell him not to read the books, even if he was yeah, if he was really into like you want to read those, you know, he Every reads book all, is the length of the Bible. Uh, yeah. I yeah. mean, I feel like 
the Harry Potter books would be the gateway to those. You sure. Know? I mean, if he wants to read, it's hard to say. It's, it's difficult to say you shouldn't be doing that. So, yeah, Game of Thrones would be a, something that I... I can't imagine a scenario where you become a Yankee fan, but that would be upsetting. Mm. Uh, rooting for a local team would be disappointing, but at the same time, uh, geography could conspire against me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wonder if Heather's like planting seeds into his Ooh, ear, decision. you know, just things like... That's what Game of Thrones is all about. Jane Austen novels. Jane Austen musicals. Does Heather like Jane Austen? Yeah, very much so. Okay. Yes. Right. Yeah. And uh, I can't remember any Jane Austen novels. Pride and Prejudice? Uh, Clueless? Is that one? Is it <laughs> based, based on a something? On something. Yeah. I think that's Shakespeare. Based on the Shakespeare play. No, no, no. It's, is I that also it, Jane I think it's Jane Austen, yeah. What's the one that... Oh, 10 Things I Hate About You is based, based on, on Taming of the Shrew. Taming of, taming of the right. 10 taming Things of the I Hate shrew. About Shrew. Bing. Not to be confused with the anti-Semitic Nazi version, Taming of the Jew. <laughs> Nosferatu. <laughs> Nosferatu. There it was. <laughs> well, you know, Nosferatu really was I don't really know if I feel like sucking of... blood tonight. It gets sort of stuck in my teeth. It's very coagulated. It's Nosferatu very... was actually like Nazi propaganda about the Jews. Right, that they were basically vampires. And they oh, were was it really? Yeah, it yeah. really genuinely oh, was. Oh, Jesus, I had no yeah. idea. That's the well, best part. Well, Jesus had no idea either, so I'm glad he had no invoked idea. his name. If That's... I could have imagined what was going to happen, I wouldn't have given my life for these people. So very rarely did I get a Christmas present or, you know, Christmas, you know, individual gifts. I'm like, oh, great, a sweater from yeah. grandma, that sort of whatever. Very rarely was I truly disappointed by a gift because you get enough other gifts, it would make up for it. Mm-hmm. But I'll always remember the one year that all I wanted was a Smurf. My grandmother got me a stuffed monkey. I yeah, wanted like, a stuffed Smurf. Like, what the fuck I was very it? specific in what yeah, I wanted. Yeah, They're blue. This monkey was white. <laughs> so there's probably some Aryan nation. She's like, you can color it blue. Yeah. Just dunk it in some blue water. She gave me a white monkey and a blue Crayola marker. I was like, have fun, kid. She didn't talk like that at all. It's called <laughs> art. Get into it. monkey. And why do I remember? It was because I was so upset. And I hated that fucking monkey. Listen, bitch. I asked for a smurf. Not this white monkey. Who the fuck is this? He's but, not even a character from a show. It's just an off-brand CVS brand monkey. I feel like she had bought the monkey at ShopRite, the supermarket chain down the street from Shop her right. house. So was she it spelled R I T E? Of course it was Chimpo. spelled R I T E. What was that? Johnny Chimpo. Johnny Chimpo. Johnny Chimpo. Yeah. <laughs> he was there. But look, we all loved the Johnny Chimpo. Maybe that show. was a maybe that was a that was Doctor Chimp yeah. origin story, and you didn't even know it. Chimp issue zero. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor Zayas. That's just when he Dr. was Zayas. Doctor Zayas. Just when he was like a med school student. Yeah, Doctor Zayas. Well, Doctor Zayas year one, yeah. probably by Frank Miller. Year one was yeah. actually very well done. <laughs> that gritty one. Jeff, did I let you talk about any good presents or just the fucking boot warmer? Did you or did you never uh, get any? I mean, yeah, I, I I remember one year I got it was when the PlayStation Two came out, so what like two thousand. Yeah. And I didn't get it until the next day, but like I didn't think I was going to get it at all. So when it, the package arrived the next day, that was like. Christmas all over again. So that's one of the ones that I'll like always cherish because it was like you know I'd gone through the day and yeah, I always like, I've accepted my fate. Yeah, I learned well. I learned to be appreciative as a kid because uh, I also had cousin my a cousin I was really close with gave us donations to a children's hospital. Oh once. man! said like you're not appreciative enough. So now here's you're your little. Gift. It's hard to understand that. And I had somebody do that to yeah, me when I was a kid, and I was like, I don't fucking get it. My yeah. thing was like, if you're so concerned with like me and my like my gifts and all this. Stuff, why don't you give me either nothing 
or like just give that and then have no message behind it just be yeah. like oh yeah we just gave you these donations like cool because you trying to teach me a lesson with my christmas presents and you like trying to like get back at me through a present is like the most pathetic and like petty thing i've ever well, heard it's very it's difficult to try and it was your uncle and my cousin your we, cousin we, we were basically oh. like best friends this guy was like i spent weekends at his house and all this stuff and after that we like never have been friends again since see that's the How value of trying to teach, teach lessons with christmas presents my cousin know? he was 18 years older than me oh, so shit. oh okay so yeah. he had like a wife and kid and his own house in new hampshire and stuff that i'm gonna sit you down on my knee come over here yeah. Let me tell you a little something about yeah. appreciating Christmas. Give Christmas is about giving. It's also about making people well, feel bad for all the stuff you gave them. The best part is he was also the type who had to have like the newest of whatever, and it was this was the time when like PDAs were like the newest and coolest thing, and we had bought him like the top of the line PDA that like, the trio. he wanted the most, and like we as a family had got that for him, and his gifts to us were like big middle fingers, and we were like. And you talk about appreciation. <laughs> You're like, fucking piece of shit. The thing He's like, I just donated on my PDA, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> just made a donation. The thing about doing the donation, I agree. It's just just donate. Yeah. You, know? you don't, don't give a, a slip of paper that says a donation was made in your name. Yeah. No, you chose not to give me a present, and you right. also gave money somewhere else. Right. Good for you to give money, but... Uh, I still came out <laughs> on the bad end of this. But, Will, do you have yeah. favorite, least favorite that stand out? I mean, most of these tend to be from childhood because yeah. as an adult, it's hard to be like, oh, I only got like eight DVDs and, you know, 40 gift cards. Not yeah. that I get 40 I gift cards. I got a bunch of shit like over the years, but I feel like the things that stick out the most right now yeah. are I got this Fisher Price castle when I was really young, like maybe six or seven, and it had like a bunch of knights, and there was like gold knights and black knights. I think I had, I'm not even kidding, I think best. I had that castle. I, and it had like trap doors and yeah. shit, and I was like, this oh, yeah. is fucking sweet, and fucking I could use it with Was there, was there a drawbridge? Like in yes. the yeah, yep. I, I had that castle. And uh, like you could play with your other toys in it, so yeah. I could use any Oh, Star Wars figures, Star Wars the, figures yeah. fit in there, yeah. Right? So that was a sweet one, but then I was, a. I mean, I was still young enough to like play with toys and stuff when Pokemon first hit. Back when I was like 11, and that first Christmas when Pokemon was a big deal was pretty sweet because I got a ton of fuck ton of Pokemon cards and a bunch of like games and Pokemon toys and stuff. But it was always a good Christmas when I got a Beast War Transformer. Oh, oh yeah, uh, lots of those. Beast Op Wars was the shit. Optimus Beast Wars. Primal. Oh, Optimus was Prime there, like Optimus name. Prime, but he had this mode, which was like in the third season, where he could transform into like seven. The toy was pretty much you couldn't play with it because. You get it all fucked up. It was so complex. Yeah. That, like, I didn't know what to do with it, but it was just dope because it looked cool. And I was like, yeah, it's a. It's supposed to. It's big. That's the, <laughs> the one where he was like a gorilla and it could turn into, like, flight mode. Like, that, robot and then they mode. had that third one where it was like. It was like car mode, robot mode, gorilla mode, fortress mode. It was just <laughs> had a bunch of random shit. It was, yeah, yeah, I mean, a particular Christmas that I remember, I got a bunch of Transformers. It was either after the movie, but then the TV series sort of shifted to mm -hmm. that timeline. So it was, you know, futuristic versions of some of the characters. Uh, I don't remember exactly. Oh, I had Goldbug, who was, you know, not Bumblebee. Although okay. the Bumblebee in the new movies looks like Goldbug and right. not like Bumblebee from right. the cartoon. Yeah. And I, I forget some of the others who made the transition. But I had Hot Rod, not Rodimus Prime. Oh. Which was interesting. Did you push a button and Judd Nelson was like, uh, Slide my dad, Susan over here. He said, Smoke up, Johnny. 
Yeah, the well, Hot Rod, you would always hit a button and there would be narration in the background. And he would say, Dear Optimus Prime, you think that you're going to break us by <laughs> sitting us down for Saturday detention. And of course, you can't see because this is audio, but he did then have his fist in the air yep. the whole time he was doing it. It was great with the one glove on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, Hot Rod was such a hot rod. And yeah. I, he's in the new movie, by the way, I yeah. think. Hot Rod. It's supposed to be. Uh oh. Look out, Optimus. That's all I'm saying. The last angry Optimus Prime. The last K N I G H T. Yes, the last night. Yeah, that's the name of the. But it's not. It's not the last Eddie. Yeah, the last Knigget. Yeah, it's not going to be the last anything. No, yeah, it's not supposed to be. It's called the last night. Can I just point out that I saw that. Um, when I was waiting for the Rogue One, uh, which we're not talking about, which I didn't yeah. see yet, but yeah. <laughs> when I when I went into the theater to not watch Rogue One, yeah. and that preview played, I remember thinking during it like. God, these stupid franchises. Like, get over yourself. Yeah. Stop just making the same movie. And then immediately it was like, I'm seeing the eighth Star Wars film. <laughs> yeah, Shut that's up, about the same fucking... Stop. <laughs> stop. We're not talking about it. Stop it. Exterminate. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but so you don't have uh, a bad, bad one that stands out? Nothing major. I mean, I <laughs> you liked... You got the one Judd Nelson glove? I liked it. <laughs> If I'm, I could send that back through time, I would. That, I I'd like make sure you toy. both got that glove at some point. Like, I liked this toy as a gift, but it was the gift that made me realize that there was no Santa. So maybe that sticks out as just being oh. like a bummer gift. It yeah. wasn't a bad gift. If you're I listening, Felix, there is Santa. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I discovered in the uh, in the garage, I was like playing around one day, and like I found the Batmobile like hidden somewhere. And I was like, what the fuck? And I was like... Okay, because I knew that Christmas Eve we get like some presents like clothes and like a book, yeah, or, like a comic what, or something. What we would do is day. we would do our presents for the family would be Christmas Eve. Right. Then Santa presents came magically. Sorry, Santa. Magically on Christmas Day morning we had the Santa presents. Yes. So that's what. We but did. then you saw this. So before I was like, if I Christmas get it on Eve. Christmas Eve, everything's kosher. If yeah. Get it on Christmas morning. There's no Santa. Yeah. Christmas morning, got the Batmobile. And I was like, and did it say from Santa on it? Dang. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But I don't remember it like really destroying me later on because I do have a strong recollection of Christmas morning still playing with it. Yeah. And having fun with it. But I think as you start to grow up, kids are kind of like, they're just kind of, I kind of started to suspect that he I, was not real. I remember when I was fairly little, I, I think I found something and I was happy to accept that Santa dropped it off early. Oh. And I'm like, all right. And then I was. Seven or eight, I found a box for something my sister had gotten, and it showed up under the tree. It wasn't in a box. Yeah. And then it was a, and I'm not trying to disparage my mother. I was probably the right age where she could say this. She said, Well, you don't still believe in Santa Claus anymore. And I was like, Well, I guess I don't. Oh, wow. But I, I, you should ask Heather sometime about how long she believed in Santa Claus. Wow. Uh, it was it was a very long time. Really, and, teens? Uh, not quite, but I think almost. Wow. And her sister has the greatest answer. She says, "Oh, I still believe because she still wants to get presents." I'm like, "Great, yeah, I'm, I'm down with that answer." In the spirit of Santa, sure, Saint Nicholas. Hmm. Yeah, it's a real dude. I definitely knew before eight. And I, I don't remember yeah, how old seven, I was, but I remember seven. the time it happened because I, it was like right in the kitchen and I sat down on a chair like right next to the doorway. And I remember being like, just like putting my, like obviously a tiny child, so it must have been hilarious for any adult yeah. seeing. I just like put my head in my hands and I was like, 
just, t- just level with me. Like, is he real or not? And they were like, no, he's not real. I was like, I knew it! Uh, somebody sent a great link. Uh, my, Well, my wife saw it, I think, on Facebook, and she sent it to me. And it's an article about sort of that very difficult moment, which... Mm. I started thinking about, oh, I'm not that far off from having to have that conversation with Felix about how, of course, Santa Claus is real. But, in fact... Now, once they start asking, isn't it okay to kind of be like, well, let me tell you What do you think? To- well, yeah, and what the article was about is you sort of take them out and you sit down one-on-one and you kind of talk about, like, all right, well, now it's your turn to be a Santa Claus and you can I do good heard things about for people. This. Yeah. Like, find people a neighbor it. or somebody and buy something. I, I, of course, was reading the article and I'm like, well, I thought of it on a smaller level, which is, you know, well, you have to help out with your little or sibling now. And I kind of remember my brother being a little bit involved and he decided that Rudolph had a brother named Gandalf, who had a green nose. <laughs> and now, when I figured out where he got that name from, I'm like, you know what he said? Minute. You know what he says to the reindeers before they take off for Christmas Eve? I don't. Flying force. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I think that's a great idea, getting the kid more involved in Christmas. And, you know, don't make it a sad thing. Make it, yeah. you know, oh, I get to I get to do good in the world now. Mm-hmm. So and the fucking Bumble shows up, you shall not pass. <laughs> and you come and he's like, I took his teeth out. He's fine. Yeah. You know, I didn't realize for years that he actually took all of his teeth out. How I th- fucked up. I thought he just took out one that was no, hurting took him. Them all. No, no, it's like, none of oh, them were hurting he's him. He's not going to hurt you anymore. They destroyed a beautiful we, wild animal. Yeah, we took out his teeth. All of them. Yeah, but and just Hermie. for fun, we cut off his nads. Fucking Hermie. <laughs> I feel like this is, but that was just like how people used to think was like, oh, that lion's real dangerous. Let's just cut its teeth out. Yeah, that's yeah. a solution. Declaw it, take its teeth out. <laughs> now it's like a big fucking cat. Yeah, meow. Adorable. <laughs> Never while, mind that he while it just like, pounces on you and smothers you, hundred pounds yeah. and can still kill you. <laughs> It's just gum in your face. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, some other good feedback of uh, good slash bad gifts. This was on Facebook. Uh, Dirk Walrich, who I think on the DMZ he was. Were you Dirk of the North? I, I don't actually remember some of these names, but I mm. obviously remember Dirk. Dirkoff. So he said, <laughs> "I don't think that was it." Uh, and this was a recent one. He said, this year at our company, White Elephant, I stole a two DVD set of "It's a Wonderful Life." Oh, color. And black and white. Commentary commentary tracks after both. Someone stole it from him. So he had to pick again from the rap gifts. And he ended up getting a yo-yo, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle playing cards, which Will would be excited about, and a Finding Nemo picture frame. Hmm. The executives are big drinkers, though, so they fought over his gift, which was a custom-painted flask he made with our company logo. Dirk, if you want to make a custom-painted flask with the Blackcast logo... There is a Blackcast logo. uh, uh, There is now, yeah. You're more than welcome to, and I will give you a deck of Ninja well, Turtle playing cards. I will give you a Finding Dory picture frame. Oh, <laughs> to see, go that's your Finding Nemo. And I, I won't give you a yo-yo. Idris Elba suit. Get off my stuff, Harold! I thought that movie was pretty well done, but that was one of my favorite parts. It's just the way that they would always yell at him, and like at the very end after the credits, you know, the, Gerald, the, no, Gerald. What, is, what did I see a trailer for that he's doing another voice? He's done like, a lot of Disney it, voices. It's all recently. like Disney, yeah, animated and, you know, whatever voices. I've got a daughter now. <laughs> I'm a, I've, I've a daughter. What's her name? Alice! So Jeffrey Allen Carol Borisco got a subscription to Haggis of the Month Club. I think that's a joke, but in what? case it's not, that's amazing. Yeah, but it's Haggis of the Month. That's great. Our friend Marianne uh, in Indiana said that there was a white elephant at work. 
a Christmas cookie can of used batteries. Wow. Do you, people do you, is a white elephant just like you go in trying to be an asshole? Supposed like, to be I don't sort understand of how that works. I don't. I mean, I think if you're gonna do white elephant, you should clarify like, hey, we're doing a serious good white elephant where everybody wants what everybody else has. Then there's like a lot of competition. But I think white elephant implies like, eh. It's pretty much shit. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think that that does imply that it's it's pretty much everyone do something bad because there's no guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> Except that person who bought it's a wonderful life. Yeah, that That's was their good. Way of teaching I, everybody else a lesson. I, I'll be vague about the timing of when this happened, but at some point in my life, there were a couple of white elephants that I went to, and. People were just wrapping up things that they'd gotten for free Mm -hmm. and things that they just didn't want. And sometimes they would put money with it, which you're like, well, that sort of counteracts the badness of the gift. There'd always be one or two good ones, though. Yeah. And you're like, well, that those people are in the spirit. Right. But then there's these bad gifts. There was a bag of change once. I don't remember how much, how much money, money it was. was I don't know. It was probably, but it was like a <laughs> I lot of taking that. It was a lot of change. I would have taken that. Yeah, I wow. mean, of course you would. have. I leave the shitty gifts just at the party when I leave. Yeah, they're like, hey, you forgot your thing. I'm, I'm like, like, nope. Oh no. Now, uh, sometimes the bad gift can be good if you set like a really low limit and it's like five dollars. Yeah. Then everybody kind of gets them. So it's like I want that we, kazoo. A VHS copy <laughs> of Leprechaun in the Hood. That would be. That I was pretty fucking amazing. Want that yeah. fucking treasure. No, yeah. I don't know who has it now, but it was it. Was amazing. We had it briefly when we still had VHS. Traded hands, but uh, a different series of smoke on this clover, me homie. <laughs> Is that a line from the movie? Probably. Oh, I okay. remember him like, smoking. You don't even like, really need to see it. Magic pot shit. <laughs> uh, Carl Schneider said a guy from. Oh, this is a long one, but a guy from Hong Kong who used to live with my grandparents back when my dad was young, visited them a few years ago. I happened to be there at the time, and he brought gifts for my brother and I. My brother's gift was a plastic brush, such as would be using for writing, be used for writing characters. My gift was a travel-sized checkerboard with no pieces. I don't remember what he brought for my grandparents, but it was equally, equally thoughtful. And then he says, he was a weird guy. <laughs> Our friend Lisa Dabbs... The book lady. Yes. Dabsy. Wow. Said that she was once given a small leather case with manicuring tools inside, except the manicuring scissors had been removed. Hmm. But Lisa Dabs literally takes the cake with bad gifts because at a Secret Santa exchange, I received a goldfish, which was in a plastic carton. And she said... It didn't last long. Hmm. I don't imagine it That's did. like giving a life that you have to take care of. Yeah, yeah. I got a puppy. Don't put me out that responsibility yeah, on me. Okay, that. but I, like, that, there's a huge difference there. Like, one is a fish that no one will care if it dies, and the other is a puppy it's that true. you should be, you better be responsible it's for. True. Otherwise, like, like, nobody goes and is like, uh, ASPCA, we've heard that you've been neglecting your fish. <laughs> Unless they're really that expensive, ter- exotic that fish. That aquarium is disgusting. <laughs> you never know. I you want do to know. see that. Aquaman takes them very detectives. seriously. Oh, Aquaman takes <laughs> everything very seriously. I hope that in the That'd Aquaman movie, sketch. he like beats the shit out of somebody yeah. for having a dirty tank. <laughs> Your goldfish informed me that you're a scumbag. <laughs> you're the only bottom feeder in this tank. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, another thing I wanted to ask about is if there were some family or traditions that when you think back on Christmas, it doesn't even have to be every year. Uh, I, I was uh, speaking about Christmas last week with Orson Bean. After we were done recording, I kind of re- was talking about something that I, I remembered, which was about, you know, there's some years 
things, uh, finances can be a little bit tighter than other years. And my mom actually came up with a pretty good idea of something she would do. So uh, it was for a few years this happened. First, it was just me and my brother and then my brother, sister and I had, uh, she would just have, a, a, it was a the Christmas box. And the box, it was a, a big box that had wrapping paper on it. And inside were a few presents. But so that it didn't just look like, oh, you only got like two presents. Mm -hmm. She would put stuff in like, sugar sweetened cereal which we usually never had in the house so it was like oh my god I have cocoa puffs and they're mine I don't have to share them with my you know miserable ingrate siblings <laughs> and I was like oh this is my jar of peanut butter chunky you know because oh. my brother was all about the creamy still is from what I hear I actually think that was more dirty than Super I wanted it to be. Super inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, a, little bit, a little bit more dirty than I wanted it to be. But I don't know. And I always think like, oh, that's kind of a, a fun solution. And I just remember being very excited. Now, the one wrinkle in that plan was that they'd be out in the living room in front of the Christmas tree unwrapped. Oh. So you could sneak into the living room early Christmas day. See them. And you don't want to move anything. But you kind of look. And my brother and I did that. I'm sorry, Mom. I know eventually you usually listen to the black cats. Oh. But we did indeed look inside the, the Christmas boxes. But I don't know. I mean, that's not something that a lot of people dealt with. And I was just sort of wondering if you had, uh, either of you had anything that you guys did that you found out later, oh, everybody doesn't do that. Or even if you knew people didn't do it. Like the snooping parts or the... No, no, no. Just any kind of traditions of, you know, anything that was a little bit different. Like, oh, well, we always did this or that. You know, there are people who do things like, well, I, I, I they'll do things like, this is a family that other people I know know. It's sort of a distant connection to me. They, like, go for a run every morning. I think mm. they do it on Christmas and Thanksgiving. Okay. And I just can't think of a worse thing to do. This is be in New Jersey, where these people live. And you go running on Christmas morning. Makes you feel better about the food and stuff that you eat later. Yeah, but it's too cold, is my point. Wow, in yeah, New Jersey. That's a, that's a really interesting family dynamic there. Yeah. Um, well, so that, play football I think, Thanksgiving. I, honestly, I think Dad was just trying to get away, away from all of them, but yeah. they were all just like, no, Daddy, we love you. I need Stay. to go for a run. Dad, why are you taking beer with you on your run? Shut up! Dad's out trying to meet his mistress. The yeah. whole family's ruining it. And uh, for a jog. I'm, I'm going to take the shortcut. I'll see you guys in a couple hours. Uh, just doing some extra running over here. That's why I'll be sweaty and disheveled when I return home. See you all in hell. What was that, Daddy? Hope you're doing well. Merry Christmas. Forever. <laughs> but so that maybe not run. That was the day running. Daddy left. That was the day Daddy left. But never, never stop running. Never stop. Never stop running. I don't know. Maybe it's even things that you've started doing as an adult. You know, things mm -hmm. that you know every year. And I tend to like. We've talked about this in Blackcast's past. I tend to. There's a, a short list of Christmas specials that I like to try and watch every mm -hmm. year because it obviously reminds me of when I was little and they were on all the time. And you know, there's there's your classics. Obviously, your Charlie Brown and yeah. your Rudolph and whatnot. But for me, they basically are uh, Emma Daughter's Jug Band Christmas, which I've talked about multiple times here. A uh, much underrated Muppet outing uh, with there is a version that exists with, that the other day. with Kermit the Frog. Yeah. Uh, you told somebody about they weren't yeah. familiar with it. No. There was another Muppet one called The Christmas Toy, which my sister had a video of. And there's one song in it that uh, sort of lived on in other Muppet things. Um, I actually don't know what it's called. It's, it's the refrain's like uh, old friend, new friend, and they sing it in the Muppet family Christmas. So there were there were these Muppet things that were on a lot, yeah. and those aren't some of the most enduring because we didn't have a Muppet Christmas Carol. 
That's right. Yeah, but we that's, do know. All that's happening right now in my head is Muppet Carol music. <laughs> as soon as you started talking about Muppets and Christmas, I was like, it is the season of the spirit. <laughs> Marley and Marley. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, so... I don't know. I mean, those are the sort of things that I always do, and, you know, there's decorations that come out. I'll tell you what we've done different this year, though, because now Felix can get up and run around and literally knock over the Christmas tree in the space of a second. Has he done it? Seconds. No, 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 he could. Oh. So this is what we've done to Crush. combat that. First thing we haven't... Crushed by a Christmas tree? <laughs> I don't think he'd be crushed. Your son. <laughs> he'd be fine. Lost his eye. Stand no, Christmas no, tree no, no. He'd be all right. He'd just uh, have some fake pine needles. Because remember, I do the fake tree. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I know. That's right. Because I'm on the short list of people who just don't like the smell of it, but it also always bothered my allergies. And I think that's why I don't like the smell. Hmm. But anyway, Felix got to go to a real tree lot with his grandparents a couple weekends ago, though. Okay. So he got that experience. Mm. But what we did is we actually got a smaller tree than the one we had, and we put it up in the dining room. These guys have been to my house, so they can visualize it. Uh, anyone else listening who can visualize that, un unless you're my wife, Heather, or possibly my mom, uh, you're just a creeper who knows what my house layout is. So uh, I shame on pictures you. Online. No, you do. Oh, good. I'm glad. But so we've put it up in the dining room. It's a smaller tree. There's none of the breakable ornaments. It's a lot of wooden and plastic ones. And we also keep that area sort of blocked off from babies. Yep. But he's about to be home for the this these next couple weeks without going to daycare so that'll be interesting to oh see God. so that's definitely been an adjustment of what we did because we ha we always had a a, a big fake tree mm -hmm. and there were a lot of ornaments and decorations there's a lot of things that are going to be out of rotation for a few years they're on the bench okay you know the nice giant snow globe from macy's from the one year we went to the thanksgiving day parade uh that is very glass and you know filled with water right. that will not be coming out probably for well you know Eight, ten, ten years. 12, yeah. 40 years. Until you're a man, Felix. Yeah, exactly. When Felix is so, you know, we've made some adjustments. I think there's a lot of things that my wife and I have done. I mean, we've, we've been married for seven years, but we've been together for 12. So, you know, you sort of get things down. And how long have you and Nicole been together now? Just beat. Yeah. Just 11 and a half. <laughs> married for six Suck and a half. Suck it. Yeah, and we also <laughs> have you just beat uh, on that, too. Yeah. Hmm. It's not the only thing I just beat. Anyway, so what are uh, some things you guys have? I am going to uh, let you guys run with some Christmas thoughts, movies, experiences, specials, and whatnot. And I'm going to see if I can get a special guest to join us. Oh, I try to watch as many Christmas movies as I can. I'm very behind this year. Uh, but... Um, I've taken to watching It's a Wonderful Life on Christmas Eve. Okay. For whatever reason. And that brings me a lot of joy. I really do like that movie a lot. Do you and like I, the more classic Christmas movies or like more recent or just kind of all of them? I like kind of all of them. I don't like the last. I think the last great new Christmas classic is Elf. Yeah. That's the last one that like you can watch every and be like, yeah, man, this ranks right up there with this is like a classic Christmas movie. I'd say I'm not. See, I used to love Christmas a lot more. And I was just discussing this the other week because my mom was visiting. And I honestly think having grown up in like Christmas Central, like everything about where I grew up was very picturesque Christmas. Right. Like the white Christmas every year. Right. Like, you know, every tree around our neighborhood is a Christmas tree. Right. Just naturally. It's, it's beautiful. A, it's pine forests yeah. everywhere. So like to me, the thought of like having a fake tree or like he got to go to a lot to pick out a tree is like, no no no. 
getting a Christmas tree for me growing up was going out in the snow the yes. day after Thanksgiving and Cutting literally it chopping it myself, like with the saw and how much it would hurt my arm, my little arm, because <laughs> as like the boy, I had to do Your the, dad's the like, sawing. Not helping, just standing above you, like pretty much. So harder, so harder. <laughs> That's pretty much how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just. Uh, in the years that I've lived in Los Angeles, I've progressively kind of lost some of that Christmas spirit. Okay. I also realized that this will be the first Christmas I haven't worked in about six years. So oh. that like makes that lends to it too. I'm, I'm okay. working every year. Right. Not really in like Busy the snow and, and all stuff. that stuff. But I still will say every year at some point I'm going to watch Muppet Christmas Carol and I'm definitely going to watch Elf. Every, I enjoy the other ones, but those are the two staples that I will absolutely have watched. You at some must point. watch. Yeah. Yeah. I need to watch Charlie Brown. I need to watch a lot. Miracle on 34th Street. That's another mm-hmm. good one. There's a lot of old Christmas movies that people don't really like watch every year that I try to. Lemon Drop Kid with Bob Hope. It's a great one. <laughs> Christmas in Connecticut. Classic. <laughs> Holiday uh, Affair. You sound like you and my mom would lo- like. There's that's a lot all of good ones. Wants to do is and watch Christmas better. movies. <laughs> they're fantastic. Black and White Christmas is like the most like enjoyable, like warm, like I want to be wrapped up in a blanket by the fire and. Uh, watch this Christmas movie. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think we watched. I watched several with her, and they were all just like kind of terrible ones. I don't. They're like all the crappy, like Lifetime esque Christmas movies Those that she worst. watches. Those are the worst. Because she's just watched all of them, and so it's like, look, good on anybody who has whatever beliefs and everything. And my mom is very religious, uh, very Christian, mm-hmm. right? So half the ones she watches are like these awful, like. Preacher Miracle Christmas. <laughs> and it's like, hey, I'm, I'm a, a preacher with no acting ability in the hood. <laughs> well, The Bishop's Wife. That's another good we'll, classic. Comment. We'll move on to an actual, honest to God, Christmas miracle. Joined now by the one and only Coltrane on Twitter at Coltrane Leagues. Coltrane, how are Hey-o. you, sir? He's in Christmas Hey-o. country. He's in Christmas country. He is in Christmas country. He's in Massachusetts, right? Yeah, and it snowed pretty intensely yesterday. Wow. that That's what I heard. Yeah, in uh, South Jersey, my uh, f- extended family were supposed to get together for a Christmas gathering, which always happens week before Christmas. Had to be postponed till Sunday. So uh, how does Watson enjoy the snow? He actually likes the snow a lot, so there's that. Well, uh, is he, he a I hopper? Don't, like, he doesn't really like when it's coming down, but he, he likes to play in the snow. Well, I like that. So is uh, Santa Beagle coming to bring any kind of gift for Watson this Christmas season? Well, I'll put it like this. As far as I'm concerned, no. But there are several (laughs) other people here that are very fond of him, so I'm sure they're going to get him something. But... I'm not going to get him anything. Screw that. What? You got to wrap him a gift so that he can open it up. That's like the best part of Christmas was always watching, watching the dogs dog open. open yeah, they, we would literally wrap the presents, and they would open the presents, like, carefully. <laughs> they got the hang of it. No, because no, he'll he'll eat the paper. Yeah. He's not, delicious. Like, he's just not that bright, and that's, that's bad for him. So, <laughs> like, I sit here and joke about my dog, but I don't actually want him to get sick, so I don't actually want him to eat the paper. It's fair because then you have to take care of them when they're sick, and it's a terrible inconvenience. Well, well, yeah. I don't much like your tone. Your tone is not in the Christmas spirit. No, no, I mean it is. Like every time Dave gets sick, I'm like, oh, fuck. So I wake up <laughs> at two a.m. in the morning to walk him outside so he can puke or have diarrhea or whatever. It's very so. Like the the most I can keep him happy and healthy is great. 
That's so I don't how I'm eating paper because we'll get sick too. That's the same reason I don't want my baby eating paper. That's right. He wakes up enough because he's teething or wet himself, or sometimes I've wet myself. And, yep. You know, there's you need to wake your baby up. So you guys are saying that all that diarrhea I've had was caused by the paper I've been eating? That's you should stop eating the paper. True. Most likely, yes. <laughs> Most likely, that would, if you cut out the paper, you'd feel a lot better. So, lot Coltrane, we've been talking about some of the more festive uh, memories and gifts and stuff but what do you feel right now about the holiday season does it feel like christmas since you're surrounded by snow we have a freezing you lived in los angeles long enough the fact that it's in the 50s and 60s here th that passes for christmas around these parts and it and it rained out there the other day right yeah it did. for you well it rained two so, days uh, believe it or not Look at you, huh? Huh? Ah, beginning to look a lot like Christmas, huh? It, it was. No. Yeah, like if, if, if Gene Kelly enjoyed uh, Christmas. Where was the Gene Kelly Christmas movie? I don't, uh, there must be one, right? I don't think there is. We're yeah. in the shitty heat miser Christmas, and I am not Mr. Green, and I am not enjoying it. Uh, but I guess what... Well, it I'm, actually, like, it was it was great yesterday because it snowed a lot, It was and the snow actually came down pretty pretty significantly. But it was like the light, fluffy snow, so you mm. couldn't, like, my nephew was down, but it's like we couldn't, like, I couldn't make snowmen or anything because it, it just, the snow didn't pack together. But then today, because this is what happens in New England, it was like 50, so mm. the snow pretty much melted. And it, it actually rained a little bit today, too, so there's still some snow on the ground, but it's not, like, fun. So, so after tonight, there'll be a nice, solid ice sheet on top of the snow. Uh, yeah, I, I remember uh, that. If we get another deep freeze, we're going to yeah. the, uh, get the ice going. These are the things like these California kids like Will and my wife don't realize about just how unpleasant and miserable snow is. <laughs> you don't understand. You don't understand. It's like, oh, it's beautiful. You look out the window. Yeah, then you got to go to work and or school. And there's just things you have to trek outward. And you don't get to just sit by the fire enjoying cocoa, watching the snow fall. No. you got to walk true. the dog. And <laughs> And if it's and if you do get like the snow and then like it warms up a little, but then you get the freeze again, then you have like ice underneath the snow. Mm -hmm. So you start walking your dog like I do, and then all of a sudden you take a step and you almost like topple over because it's uh, you know there's just like ice that you don't see. So that part sucks. But it is funny trying to watch watching Watson walk on ice because it's like there are times that he doesn't realize like what's going on, and so he starts to slip a little bit. So that's funny. Does he have little but, shoes? What's that? Does he have little paw shoes? <laughs> what about no. a coat or a sweater? My mother did try to. My mother did try to get him like uh, like some kind of jacket thing, but I, I don't know. He tried to eat it, so <laughs> it didn't matter. Fuck this jacket. You know what he needs? A Tom Baker Doctor Who what? scarf. Yes, that's what Wrapped he needs. That around him Wrapped around time. his entire body. <laughs> now, Coltrane, Doc you Doctor Who Christmas special coming up. Yeah, I know. I'm very excited. It's literally the only thing on my TiVo for the next two weeks. Wow. I saw it. I saw it crop up, and I'm like, oh, that's what's going to be on <laughs> Christmas Day, and uh, I'm excited. I you know, that's sort of a new uh, Christmas tradition because, as longtime listeners of the Black Cast know. 
was very late to the Doctor Who party. You, but you I've had a couple. Hated Doctor Who for the longest you, time. You were not a fan, and I hated it more because pe- when people tell me I'm going to like something, they must be wrong. Yeah, I just I mean, remember all the message board people talking yeah, about. I know. Like, Shut and, the fuck and up. And then about it turns Doctor into Who. a thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. But STFU. There have been some. There have been some good Christmas specials in in my run since I've been watching them. The first one was really bad because it was the last Matt Smith episode where he gets really old in the oh, town called yeah, Christmas. Oh yeah, really But I think that the Capaldi ones have actually both been very good. There's only been this is the third Capaldi this one. The third, yeah, because yeah, I like the one with Santa, the Nick Frost the one. Fourth, yeah, and because the first Capaldi episode was the Christmas. Yeah, but special. he's barely. He's just in the end, right? Pretty much. I don't count that. Yeah, because yeah. that was a Matt Smith gets really old and then inexplicably is young again, so that his last scene could be him being young. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, the one with Nick Frost as Santa, and then the last one with the River Song, and then this one with the superhero. Great! Uh, I haven't even seen it yet. I haven't like, even seen a trailer for it. I didn't even know that that was part of the plot. It's if you see the title of it, you, it, it it's, it's called Doctor Who and that superhero. Yeah. That superhero guy. So <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? And we'll we'll all have to watch it and talk about it, and then that'll be the least downloaded episode of. The and Black it's on the Network. Titanic Four. Oh stop! Oh yeah. Oh, that was a Christmas episode. It was. <laughs> Whoa. But so that. we've talked I about that, say, how I rewatched that Just because I, I thought about it, like, in, and Christian brought it up, uh, sort of. I uh, I finally saw Elf this year. Oh, okay. Uh, I have to say, uh, I was disappointed because everyone has hyped it up so See, much. you can't I watch it this like, late in the game. I, I think, it's all right. I think that's part of the problem is, you know, when I saw it, it was a bit of a surprise. And yep. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't see it in the theater, but I guess so. It was the ne- the second year, so the first year that it was on DVD or whatever. I yeah. guess I rented. Maybe it was on cable. I don't know. Uh, I was like, oh, that's fun, but uh, that's a long time to go without seeing it. It's a really long. Jeff time. is exasperated that well, it took Jeff's you that very long. Upset. It's like this: the senses, uh, people's sense of humor has changed over the last decade and a half because that movie sure. came out in like two thousand three. And we'll I don't know. I can watch. I can watch it happen one night from nineteen thirty nine and still find it funny. Just, I do like that movie. Will Harrell. Will Will Harrell. Will Ferrell will Harrell. was in his heyday in two thousand three. That's true. Right? That was when his brand of comedy was like hadn't been imitated to death, mm-hmm. and like it was actually funny. I feel like. That's like watching Borat after everybody had been saying, like, I want my wife. You're just yeah. like, yeah. this is the stupidest yeah. fucking that's movie. True. That's, that's true. That's actually really funny. I wonder, I should, we should watch Borat and see how we feel about it. It's like, oh, yeah, he I said didn't my think wa- it was funny when I he first said my saw wife. it. I thought it was funny, but I don't usually like real life make people uncomfortable slash humiliate them humor. Right, right. But I like the character enough. So, Coltrane, uh, Elf gets, yeah. uh, gets no pause. <laughs> <laughs> Elf is on the shelf. You know, having you on the Black Cast talking about Christmas, I feel like there's something that people are definitely expecting from you. And I know you're not prepared for this, but if you were able to give a Christmas greeting to Jodi Arias, what would you want to wish her behind bars this year? Well, I mean, I normally I would I would wish her like you know uh, my undying love and uh, tell her that I will uh, I'll send her a, a Christmas card this year or something. But I I thought that she like got married or something or she was gonna get married. So that makes her, her she's done now. That makes her she's even crazier though, now. doesn't it? No, I mean she's dead to me now. <laughs> you know, you figure a woman goes to jail, she can't cheat on you in jail. Clearly, I was wrong. Uh, My whole world is like turned upside down. I'm fairly I don't even know what to say now. I'm fairly sure Casey Anthony is still single. She is. Still love her. <laughs> and she's I don't know. Last time I last time I saw anything about her, she was still trying to get knocked up, so oh. there's still a chance. There's still a chance <laughs> for culture. Dreams do come true. 
At the, that's your Christmas wish. <laughs> yes. My Christmas wish is to just, I want to really hear like a voicemail left from Coltrane to for, Casey Anthony. Yeah. Just a, for Christmas. Like exactly what you say. Like, hey, this is Casey's, Casey's phone. Leave a message after the beep. Beep. <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> that's your Coltrane impression? Yeah. Hey, baby. It's, Have you met my dog, Watson? It's Coltrane. So your impression for Coltrane is. Like Barry White's little yeah. brother, yeah. you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that. There you go. Will's got it. Somebody might need to put a baby in you. <laughs> if you ain't doing nothing for Christmas Eve, for New Year's Eve, what do you do on New Year's Eve? You got a baby, baby. How about some Christmas ham? Yeah. Uh, but maybe not. Wow, that was that was that was all terrible. I'm the only, stuff the only that part bird, that was good bitch. was so I'd like to put a baby in you. Otherwise, the whole <laughs> that was thing the best was part. Was <laughs> I want to put a baby? In. Yeah, that's the, that's the takeaway there. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> But I think that, you know, there's a lot of love to give uh, at Christmas time. And I'm not quite I, I think I think Will and Jeff were speaking about watching some Christmas things with family and parents and stuff. One of the things that I found to be different about Christmas time is when you're in a relationship and a long term serious relationship at Christmas time usually means only one thing. Love Actually. I don't know if that's the case for everybody here uh, on the show, but it usually does. And I don't even think it's a bad movie, and we don't watch it every year. Watched but it for the first time this year. What did you think of it? I enjoyed it. it was, was it better than fun. Elf? No. It was not better than Elf, but it, I had never okay, seen it before, it was, so I enjoyed it. It's a thousand times better than Elf. Let's, nope. not, let's not even compare Hard pass. the two. One of them is a good movie, one of yeah, them is Elf. garbage. I'm just saying. Yeah. No, yeah. Love Actually garbage. sucks, Elf and Elf is awesome. I'm going to say this. Garbage. I didn't like either Love Actually or Elf the first time that I saw them. But the hundredth time you liked them both? But then the second time I watched them, respectively, I liked them both. I, I like some of the stories in Love Actually more yeah. than others, but that's the nature of those movies. But I, I think it's very well made, and I haven't seen it in a while. My, see, my thing with Love Actually is when I saw Love Actually, I had no idea what it was. I was in a relationship, and my girlfriend at the time wanted to see it. So I was like, sure, I'll go see this movie. I had no idea what it was. So I thought it was pretty good. And then it's like... From that point that point on, like because I kind of liked it and it's sort of Christmassy, I'll watch it. But then, like all of a sudden, like ev- like people started talking about it. It became like a big thing. Like, oh, it's this great romantic comedy. It's this great Christmas movie. And it's like, look, I liked it back when I first saw it because I knew nothing about it. But it's like I wouldn't say it's like one like an all time great Christmas movie or an all time great romantic comedy. I like it, but I'm gonna, I'm just saying like there's there's people who put way too much emphasis on it. So I feel like that, similar to Elf, is why some people are going to like be turned off by it because it's just like, well, I mean, like, look, it's, it is a good Christmas romantic comedy. Is it great? No, but it's good. So people should like kind of tone down a little bit with that and just say, yeah, it's a good movie to check out. Well, is I, it great? No, I mean, you miss it, you miss it. That's all. I don't know if I agree with that opinion specifically, but it has me thinking, you know, there are marginal recording artists who put out a Christmas album and then they're on the all Christmas station, you know, at least once a year they get a check coming in. And I think if you have a marginal story, you move your timeline for your film, put it at Christmas time. Sure. Somebody's going to run it every year. Now, I don't know that. But Coltrane, my question to you, what is a great romantic comedy? Because you said that this wasn't. And I was wondering... People want to know more about Coltrane at Coltrane Leaks. What is a great romantic comedy in your book? Not Jeff's book, in Coltrane's book. Can I guess, though? Okay, go ahead. Basic Instinct. 
That was a great guess. Ooh, you are like so close. You are like right in there. I was gonna go with irreversible. Oof. But I don't know if uh, I just watched that for the first time. Familiar with that one. What about yeah. I spit so... on your grave? That's a pretty good one. <laughs> That's a similar in the similar vein. Uh, you see, I I hear you, but I would go with I spit on your grave too. I you know it's Wait, I spit on your grave too. Uh, Book of Shadows. <laughs> I believe it's called I oh, also no, no, no. spit no, there's, on your grave. There's no Book of Shadows here. This is you know I spit on your grave too. Just saying. No, oh no, I I I know you you are just saying, but legitimate like it would be on the shelf if there were still video stores. So I guess in Netflix under romantic comedy, what is one of those that stands out for Coltrane? Like if you were going to sit down with a lady and be like, all right, we'll watch a romantic comedy, not Bridget Jones two, edge of reason. Oh, <laughs> I mean, you know, I am, uh, I am old school and, uh, I am a true romantic. So I, would go say anything because mm -hmm. that's classic. I agree with that. That I think is a, a good film that I enjoy from a certain era. It is a romantic comedy. It's very well made. It is Cameron Crowe. I also like singles, which he did a few years later. Uh, but uh, that's a very small niche for what I enjoy in the romantic comedy genre. I've seen plenty that are entertaining and I've enjoyed. See, now talk about seeing movies too late. I watched Say Anything for the first time over the summer. Yeah. I was like, eh. Yeah. What's that? What's that box he's holding over his head? The music is emanating out. What of. is that? Why doesn't he just hold up? Why doesn't he just hold up yeah. his watch? Where is it? It has a huge phone. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but John Cusack was so young and not really all that crazy yet in that movie. Is he crazy right now? Ish. He's very outspoken about politics, well, and that makes anybody who's outspoken on politics, whatever their opinion, it's a little crazy. What were you gonna say, Jeff? Uh, well, just funny you talked about crazy Cusack because I just saw Love and Mercy recently, which is where he plays That's old. A great Brian Wilson. Yeah. Oh yeah. He How does, was it? That's. I loved it. I've he heard actually that it's does good. a really good job playing like crazy drugged out Brian Wilson, and Paul Dano plays young Brian Wilson. So yep. that's your recommendation for Christmas movie? Yeah. Yeah. M movie has nothing to do with Christmas. No, no. It has everything to do with Christmas. <laughs> you just have to find the finer subtle subtleties. Yeah. Well, Coltrane, as as our Christmas special winds down, what? are some of your favorite Christmas movies, Christmas specials, and I'll even open it up, Christmas music. If you have one of each, we'll take them. We'll take answers to any and all of those. Um, <laughs> people say that... <laughs> Listen to Will. Too much of anything is not good. Oh, okay. I, it took me a second. I, I was having a hard time hearing that. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I would actually go with uh, Christmas is all around, because that's pretty. that's just amazing and I love it. Uh, Wait, isn't that even from though Love you Actually? Just think the movie's okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. No, that is funny. It is very um, funny. I uh, I would also go with uh, let's see, uh, Home Alone, classic uh, Christmas movie. Sure. Uh, I find that entertaining. I go with it. Uh, let's see. What, what else did you have? Oh, uh, in Christmas specials, I mean, really, do, like, do I really need to say it? Because it's just a Star Wars Christmas special. That's Essentially, Do you watch that every year? You should watch it every year if you don't, Coltrane. I mean, I, I, I try. Like, if I, that's the one that sort of gets cut if I'm, if I don't have enough time to like watch something before Christmas. But if I can, the, the Star Wars Christmas special comes in because that's just comedy 
genius. It's genius, especially genius. watching Chewbacca's grandfather watching porn uh, on the, the little hologram device. That's probably my favorite part. Well, for me, I feel like Although I've talked... And I do just want to jump in real quick yeah. with one, one other point about Love Actually. The guy who was uh, in that movie who also stars in The Walking Dead is a scumbag because he's trying to take his, his best friend's wife, and that's a scumbag move. So he deserves to be in The Walking Dead fighting zombies, and I hope one of them eats his face sometime, because that is a dick move. You don't do that to your friends. Sounds like a dick move. He was not trying to take his best friend's wife. He'd been in love with her the whole time. And not in an effort to steal her away, in an effort to relieve himself of of saying goodbye. He had to communicate how he felt about her, and then he walked away. Why did he need to do that? Because that's what we need to do as people. We don't keep that in. That's unhealthy. His best best friend and his wife were happy. They're all like in it. He did that selfishly for himself. Yeah. So screw that guy. Yeah. He deserves to be fighting zombies and hopefully one well, takes his face because that is a dick move. You don't do that. You gotta Col- focus on the cell. Coltrane, don't, don't try right. and take on the black cast resident feminist on, on all issues of the heart. Uh, you'll just agree to disagree. Uh, for me, I'll rattle off very quickly. I've talked about these before. Christmas song, of course. Christmas and Hollis run DMC. Christmas mm-hmm. special, I said it earlier. Mm-hmm. Emma Daughters, Jug Band, Christmas. Christmas movie, obviously, Die Hard. Now, people have started to... This has caught on in the way where people hate that answer now. Die and Hard? I'm, yeah, Die Hard is a yeah. Christmas movie. It's like, oh, every man says it. Well, if every man says it, then every man's right. I don't think every man says I it. I don't think so either. I, I think that, uh, you know, Will's probably going to disagree with me. That's probably not your yeah, favorite I don't Christmas Die movie. Hard, no. Yeah. It was... It came out in the summer. I'm glad I think, that you actually. reminded me about it because I'm gonna, I'm definitely going to watch. Leave the weapon is technically a Christmas. By the way, too. two years ago, this past Sunday, we live tweeted Die Hard Two, which is probably the last time I will ever watch Die Hard Two because I forgot how bad it was. <laughs> but uh, Agent Starling, pick some of your favorites as we wind down here on the Christmas extravaganza. Favorite song is the Christmas song as sung by Mel Torme, who is actually one of the writers of the that's song. That's a great. That's a great version. I of like it, yes. his version of it, even though most people like Nat King Cole. Favorite Christmas movie. I- I, I guess it's a wonderful life. There's so it's many hard to be. Hard to but be. But I love that, and that's become a recent tradition is watching them on Christmas Eve. Uh, and uh, Christmas special, Charlie Brown. Chuck, Charlie Brown. Scott Jeff, Brown. do you have one of each of those? Uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, is that uh, your film there? Um, Black Christmas. Jack Frost. Krampus. Oh, Black, Christmas. Uh, oh, Black Nativity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah actually, that oh, was, that's it. And how did I forget? Uh, uh, Christmas Vacation. Oh, oh that's mm. a good one. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with Medea's Christmas, y'all. Medea's Christmas, y'all. Okay, great. All right, Bujenski. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he's he's the resident Bujenski in spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love I love those old claymation Christmas movies, like the like stop Rudolph motion and ones. stuff. Yeah, yeah. The, all those were always. I always loved. What those about Little up. Drummer Boy, where it's love really racist boy. towards Middle Easterners? Oh, if yeah. you watch it now, that's my preference. <laughs> <laughs> I, like the more bigoted, the better. Like I just want small children yeah. being like. Gee, sir, you look different. My, you my, belong in one of those assimilation camps, huh? <laughs> my favorite thing about Rudolph is the Island of Misfit Toys, because it's like, ah, Santa will take them to the poor kids. Don't worry. Yep. Who who would ever play with a Charlie in a box? Santa's oh, a big... Tyrone in the projects. That's who would play with it. Santa and Rudolph is the biggest asshole. No, he is. Oh, like that's too bad. You racist. had such good form, yeah. too, you dick. <laughs> Just, just chucks the yeah. fucked up toys on an island. Yeah, with fucking Aslan. Wasn't that lion kill Santa and become the new Santa? Wouldn't that be cool? Uh, up lion I would Santa? watch the lion Santa would be amazing. I also believe that's how Snoop Dogg became Snoop Lion. <laughs> he killed Santa. He killed Santa. Yeah. Well, 
Well, I we want your heart <laughs> and gain your powers, Kringle. Well, we want to hear everybody's Christmas traditions and Christmas thoughts. We hope that uh, they enjoyed our little little trip down Candy Cane Lane, as it were. Uh, so make sure you like the Blackcast on Facebook, follow at Blackcast on Twitter, and of course Blackcast.com. Coltrane at Coltrane Leaks. Thank you for taking some time out of your snowy afternoon slash evening. Uh, after was it a Patriots win today? Yep. It was in fact a Patriots victory. Perfect. That's exactly that, that's put that, another W on the board. That's the Christmas spirit. Exactly. By the way, do, have you guys seen from SNL this weekend the Dunkin' Donuts commercial with Casey not, Affleck? Not yet. You get, have you seen it, Coltrane? Yeah. Okay, you both need to no, check I it don't. out because it's very Boston, yes. but it, it was clearly written by people who are familiar with New England. It was really well done. I, I feel like Boston has become like heavy subject matter lately. Yeah. Like they had like a Simpsons episode where That's they, true. Went, to they went to Boston for the whole thing. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like you're, you're seeing a lot of Boston stuff. It's like people are fascinated hey, with, with gypsies in Boston. That's right now. because Coltrane is there and he's starting to take over. You know, Boston, it's so hot right now. Well, and Coltrane, we'll have to have you back in the very near future in the new year. And we're going to need an official. It's been ages since we've sat down in Coltrane's corner. So we will uh, have to go through the news. Maybe Casey Anthony and Jody Arias will show up. Maybe they'll be sharing a cell together. And maybe Coltrane will have installed a webcam. That would be a Christmas miracle. Now you're talking. Now you're talking. Well, Coltrane, Merry Christmas to you and your family, and Merry Christmas to Watson. We appreciate your time, as always. Merry Christmas to all. And to all. all. I'm just going to leave it there. And to all a good click. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Good night. Good night, America. Good night, Ken. And good luck. Good night and good luck. And also for, of course, uh, Will Sterling. Yes. On Twitter, at Will Sterling underscore. And... As the Wiltaraj. Hey. And of course, the Motivation Report at Motivate Report. Oh, yeah. Captain EO, he is Jeff Duray at Jeff Duray uh, of nothing to, to promote. No. But uh, I, of course, have the Trump Report Tuesdays at 7 Pacific, 10 Eastern on AfterBuzz TV. And like Will and I discussed, we both have shows with a report in the name. So if you want to That's come right. up with some kind of report, Jeff, you should do a report. <laughs> the EO Report, perhaps. The Report Report. The report report, or either one. Well, the Mike Rappaport report? I don't know. I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Anyway, thanks to everybody for listening for another fun-filled year of Blackcast mirth. We'll be back next week and every week that we can be for the foreseeable future. Thanks to all, and to all, Coltrane didn't say, but to all, a good night. I'm going to leave that in. I like that. Do what I can. It sounded, it was like a, I'm rich, bitch. (laughs) 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 (laugh